we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Radio show more than any other mainstream media outlet. Man of Breakfast Club. Don't DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. Being here next to all of you guys, it's really big. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. But what better place than than here? I think you should go on the Breakfast Club and start with that if you want to shake it up. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday! Yes, it's Thursday. We got our special guest co-host Chris Kalen with us. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Up. All that good stuff. And it's not as cold today. No, it's not as cold. It's going to be like 50, between 50 and 55. I don't trust it. Nah, I trust it. It it wasn't that cold today. I don't trust it. 
Yesterday was freezing. Did you get out and about yesterday? Because I know you said you were going out in Brooklyn. Okay, yeah. We went all the way to Cuts and Slices. Uh-huh. Pulled up. No lie. You know why? They were closed. They were closed? Yes. On Wednesday? Yeah. And then my homegirl, she was like, y'all in the, good, the, head, the hood. Y'all better get out of there. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. She said, oh my gosh. Cuts and Slices be closed on Wednesday? Yeah, they were closed. I was like, we pulled up. No lie. Charlotte was right. Dude, they were closed. Damn. So they are hearing. If y'all are listening today, I'm I'm flying out today, but I would like to get a you know oxtail slice. Well, see if they <laughs> since they open it. If you don't know what cuts and slices is, is this pizzeria My out God. in Brooklyn that uh, serves different types of pies. Black owned. Man, they have like oxtail pizza, salmon, the sweet chili sweat, salmon pizza. Let me tell you something. If you ever shrimp and lobster pizza. If you ever in New York City from anywhere, because you know we in a hundred markets across the country, but if you ever in New York City from anywhere, go to Brooklyn. It is worth the trek to the hood. It is. I don't think it's the hood. Is that the hood, though? Listen, that's what she told me. She was like, you better get out of here. What you see around you? I don't know, but I know we were close to Did you see old white ladies walking dogs? I did not. Okay. Did not. (laughs) And I know where I was. I saw a lot of ton of white people walking dogs. All right. (laughs) No Starbucks? Did you see any Starbucks? There was no Starbucks. It was a bodega. Yeah, that area area not bad like that. No, I don't think it's bad at all, actually. I've been there a couple of times. I will say I was in this one. I know like bodega cats are a thing, but I took a video. You and see I bodega get, cat? Yeah, not only, yeah, I saw him, but he owns the store because he was walking all over the apples and the oranges. My granny would be rolling in her grave. Like, that was I was just like, just dragging his little... That's normal in, in New York. Like, the cats just, just walk around that and chill. It's his store. Yeah, yeah, it's his store. Okay. And it's, it's, it's usually the bodega. <laughs> you know, just, just gotta let the cat live. I was just like, okay, but I did get a bacon, egg, and cheese. You did? I did. From that same bodega? I sure did. I okay. was like, it's going to be authentic, you know? Yeah, the- what time <laughs> do you fly out? Uh, yeah. Man, you should try to make it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to try to make it. See if it's open first. I need to see Go- that. Google it. Don't, don't trust Charlamagne. He'll send you there again. You'll right? be there. Get another bacon and, and cheese. And then I miss my flight. I'm lactose intolerant on all levels, meaning that if I eat dairy, uh, it shows up in my face. I get pimples, all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I get the bubble guts and all of that. And I still will risk it all for cuts and slices. You hear me? <laughs> Jesus. Drop on the clues bombs for cuts and slices. All right? Yes. You ever realize, you know, I, I, I'm not getting the email, and then you realize that you're way over? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it, your capacity? Yeah, my capacity's way over. And I'm looking, it's just mad spam. It's mad. I got mad Groupon emails. I got mad, uh, what is this? Uh, What's good RX? I don't even know what good oh, RX. Oh, that's like a prescription for pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. That's in there, you know, just mad prescriptions on there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I got to delete all these right now. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. We got a special guest joining us today. That's right, he our guy with, from the uh, Young Turks. That's right, Jenk Uger. Yes, he, he's, he's running Uger. He's yes. running for president, but, you know, more importantly, he's the CEO of the Young Turks Network. I mm-hmm. know that y'all uh, are familiar with the Young Turk, Turk, Turks Network from YouTube. Like, in this world of alternative facts and fake information, like, I think that they're a very uh, trusted news source. Some of our, at least some of my favorite people uh, have popped up on Young Turks. You know, Ida Rodriguez. Nina Turner. So, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. When I seen him on the list before, I just said Turks. And I was like, oh, he's, he, must be the, he must be the president of Turks and Caicos. I'm like, okay. You, you, you stupid. I know. Oh, I know. You just dumb. I, I take it. It's okay. I take it. Pause. I do. Oh, Turkish. I didn't see. They didn't say Turkish. It said Turks. <laughs> on the email, it said Turks. Oh, did you see Turks? Red? Start the red, show. What man. did it say? Start the show, Red. See, Red believed red. in me. The Red must be stupid, too. Start the show. Please. All right. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Teslin Figaro, when we come back, we got front page news, so don't go anywhere. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. That was Dirk J. Cole. You know, Buster, when he was here this uh, week, said that uh, the one rapper that he would love to work with that he hasn't worked with yet is J. Cole. What so, they waiting on? That's what I, I, I don't know, but that's pretty dope to hear that. But let's get in some front page news. Now, Chris Kalen is our guest co-host, and good morning, Tiz. 
Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Good morning. Now, Aaron Rodgers in some sports, he has been cleared to practice. Now, this is 11 weeks after his surgery, Achilles surgery. For what? Now, Red is a New York Jets fan. What is the point? They like four and what? What's the record? I think five and eight or five. Yeah, they're tied second and last place in their division, so. Man. It's too risky for him to play right now. Yes, wait till next year. He had a torn, what, ACL? Yeah, Achilles. A torn Achilles. Come on, man. All right, now also the Seahawks uh, take play on some bum team tonight. I don't even know, 815 if you want to watch Drop that Drop one of the bombs for my Dallas Cowboys. I don't even understand the hate. I don't even understand oh. why this this has nothing to do with you. Stay out of Cowboys business. Y'all, oh. New York G- Giants are done. It's over for y'all. Y'all not have, have, have no contention going on in the NFC East. Let so, us cook, bro. So my mom's a Cowboy fan, so I have to go for them. Absolutely. Ooh, now, Tess, let's jump into Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a migrant crisis. Um, folks have been talking about this going on in Chicago, and uh, obviously we see it happening uh, other parts of the country, including New York. But city and state officials are looking to get migrants off the street and out and in shelters more quickly because the winter is coming, and they do not have a place for these folks to stay. But advocates say that new restrictions will only make things harder. I'm going to break down a couple of uh, components that I want to share with you, but let's listen to the report from Fox 32. As temperatures plummet and migrants continue to pour into Chicago, Mayor Johnson announced a new partnership with Chicago-area churches to help ease the migrant crisis. They're calling it the Unity Initiative. The Unity Initiative will prioritize getting pregnant women, children, and all of those sleeping outside of police stations or on the floors into temporary housing as quickly as possible through churches all over the city of Chicago. Now, the program is funded by private donations. It will provide free food, free housing, free social service, free medical services, and eventually employment. Now, critics are saying that they have not been transparent about building a migrant encampment on an empty lot. And here is what uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson had to say to those who are criticizing it. We're not going to break away from our value system because right-wing extremism is sowing seeds of discord in this city. Now, Mayor Johnson, although he's saying this is right wing, uh, this camp will be on the south side of Chicago. Uh, black residents are saying, no, this is not right wing. This is just uh, how we feel. So I want you to hear from a couple different residents uh, on the south side that uh, is not, I guess, happy about this uh, camp that we may be possibly built on the south side of Chicago. Let's take a listen. Well, as a taxpayer, it makes me feel horrible. I feel that we have a corrupt system. They are not listening to the people. Residents, including Annette Kane, have been speaking out against the encampment since the very start. So now I'm looking as a single mom, what about us? Like Kane, Jaquetta Vaughn's concern stems from a lack of resources for residents. How about build something for the kids, the community, um, but instead this is the first thing that you do is build a tent city. I was going to say the same thing. Like, I'm not mad at any of this, right? If a human is suffering and you can help them from not suffering, do it. But I would love to know that they have that same sense of urgency for their own. I'm sure yeah. it's been homeless people all over Chicago for years. Have they been treated the way these migrants are being treated? 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's exactly the problem, Charlemagne, uh, that folks are saying. And they're actually offended, you know, by just putting it off on, oh, you know, this is just a right wing talking point. No, these are real residents mm-hmm. um, that say that the city is not being transparent enough. Um, in fact, they had cameras out there trying to see, you know, how they were building this this camp. And they they put tarp up so you couldn't see what they were doing. They're not being transparent. They're not being honest with them saying, hey, this is what we're doing and why. Um, and just as another point, 21,000 uh, over 21,000 asylum seekers have arrived since. Since August, because you know Texas Governor Abbott um, uh, bust uh, the migrants there from Chicago, uh, from Texas, also doing that as you know in New York and in Denver. So this is happening, you know, a few places all over the country. Uh, we're trying to see what they're going to do with this migrant crisis. And yes, residents on the south side of Chicago are speaking up and they're finding it offensive that people are just trying to, you know, say it's just a right wing talking point because that's just not the case. Yeah, how could they even begin to try to make this a right wing thing? This isn't about party. This isn't about politics. We got eyes. Okay, we've been watching. We, we got eyes and ears. We've been watching and hearing homeless people suffer all over this country. So, yeah, I would be speaking out, too, if I saw, you know, migrants coming over here and getting treated better than than, than we are. Like, I mean, you've been sitting there suffering all of this time and you act like you don't see us. Right. Let me ask you a question. Is that why you think a lot of people are looking towards Trump? Because Trump is so American and so America and, and saying, you know, he wants to help home first and then a lot of these other people that are coming in. Is that why people are, are, are looking towards Trump this election? I think anybody with an America first message, you know, will, 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 will make Americans ears perk up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that is front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. If you want to holler, talk to us. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. This is Blind Beauty. Hey, Blind Beauty. Blind Beauty. What's going on, y'all? So, I'm annoyed. And I need y'all to know if this is something I can sue for, Right. So I went to LA, right? And I was on my way back from LA and I get wheelchair assistance just because I do travel independently, but obviously the airport is busy. Right. So they wheeled me to some random gate because my flight didn't leave until a couple hours or whatever the case is. 
first of all, when they pack you down in CSA, they need to give you a date because they fill up on your, your body and your pum pum and everything else. But anyway, so they sent me some random gate and they never come back. They left me there for hours without using the bathroom, without telling me where I was, wow. asking me if I wanted to get something to eat. And mind you, it's mad people around me. I'm at a gate, people are boarding their flight. And I don't want to just ask random strangers. So I have my cane and I'm like, you know, I travel with my cane, but I'm in LAX. It's super busy. So I'm like, is that something I can sue for? What, what did they take like, you away for? Them for? Just... But what airline? All right, don't judge, okay? It was Spirit. Okay. Oh, okay. I, here, no. I feel like God was protecting you. I feel like God was protecting you. When she said don't judge, it was like spirit. I feel like God was protecting you. No. But once again, why, why did listen. they take you away? Why did they take no. you away to begin with? She said she's blind. You, you know she's blind, blind beauty. So yeah. they, she gets wheelchair assistance. So she's blind. So yes. I guess the flight was delayed. So they put her where she can't see. Right. And then they just left her there for hours. Oh, no. so, so how did she know she wasn't at her How did she know she wasn't at her gate? Because, oh, because, listen, Charlemagne, listen, mm-hmm. right? So, because I got there early, you know, they don't always know the gate, obviously, if the flight is later in the day. And mind you, I've flown with them so many times, and I've never had issues. So, people always be like, oh, spirit is bad. But I was like, I've never had issues, child, until now. Oh, boy. So, they were like, we don't know your gate number, but we're going to put you over here, um, and we'll come and check on you periodically. Never came back. Like, I was sitting there. I had to ask, like, this white guy. And he's like, oh, I'm going to help you. I'm scared because I'm like, I got my wallet on me. I Like, anything can happen to me. Anything. So I tweeted them. They're like, we're so, so. I'm like, no. Because what if I was somebody's grandmother or whoever? Like, they would have peed on themselves. Yeah, I don't know if you can sue. Uh, and I feel maybe you should talk to a lawyer. And I feel sorry you had to go through that. But um, I'm, you don't travel with, like, somebody to assist you? There are times that I do travel, but, like, I'm very independent. Like, I feel like I should be independent because there are accommodations at all of these facilities, right? So, because there is, I should be able, one, it's on my ticket. It says, this bitch is blind. It says it. (laughs) Like, you need help. Like, don't say this bitch is blind. You know what she needs. It says visually impaired. impaired. Oh, I'm about to say. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I would think you would The Breakfast Club. Tell them why you're mad. It's brought to you by the law office of Michael S. Lamonsoff, the bull. And now the Power 105.1 traffic report. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Got some slowdowns on 109. The express lanes up northbound heading into McCarter Highway. Route 21 crash along the left side of the roadway. Also in Cranberry Township, 130 on the northbound side as you head into the stretch by Cranberry South River Road. Real busy. That is because of construction. The LIE still closed in Suffolk County. That's eastbound from Yapank Avenue. Exit 67 into William Floyd Parkway. All traffic has to take the service road because of a four-car crash. It's about a 30-minute delay. I'm Bernie Vider from the WOR Newsroom. Save big during Lowe's 25 Days of Deals. Right now, get up to 50% off select artificial Christmas trees, holiday lights, and more. Lowe's knows deals every day. Valid through... You back, back at it, yeah. Let's get back to the world's most dangerous morning show. That's what's up. It's the Breakfast Club. Bless up. Break it up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, babe. What's up, Evie? 
What's up, Trav? Yeah, chilling, chilling. Charlemagne. Peace, sis. What up, Trav? Welcome back. Welcome back. Who, who, who all over there? Who up there? Hey, Trav. Oh, what's up, Chris? Hey, Trav. Now, now, Trav. How you doing, boo? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Glad, glad to have you back up here again. Glad to hear your voice again. Thank you, love. Glad now, to be back. Trav, me and you thinking the same thing about Charlemagne. Oh, listen. I'm calling to talk to Char because, Char, one thing I know when the girls get flown out to Dubai, I know it's not funky in that room right now. <laughs> I didn't go to Dubai. I, 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 I wasn't in Dubai. Dubai. That room right now, Charles. He I got flown he, out, Charles. He got flewed out. I wasn't in Dubai. I was in Abu Dhabi. Correct. Same thing. It's that no, like it's you got not. on. That's like saying Philly and Camden the same thing. Uh, that studio smell like curry goat and butt right now. I know it's you. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I know it's you, Charles. Charles, where, where were you at? Because Buster Rhymes was there and you were scared. I was in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Travis coming for you right now. Yeah, crazy because me and Buster have talked so much before then. Like, me and Buster talked oh. a few times. Yeah, but yeah, I was gonna make sure. I was gonna say, if you're scared, get a dog. Call me next time if you're scared to come to work. I'll come up there and protect you. Now, nah, Buster <laughs> was just saying that was Buster's first time, so he was really looking forward to seeing the whole Breakfast Club. But you know, uh, Charlemagne, you know, I missed that day at work. But that, that's and, what Buster and, was and saying. Buster, but he wants to come back. Buster will be back. Yeah, he'll Buster be back. will be back because he was. Hey, that's Charlemagne over there. But 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 the, 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 the butt stuff is done, Charlemagne. You back in America? <laughs> The what? Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> he just said the butt, the butt, the butt, 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 butt. Hello, who's this? It's Sade. Hey, DJ Andy. Hey, Sade. Good morning. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning, Kayla. Good morning. So I just wanted to tell you, Cuts and Slices also has a Queens location. So if you're flying out of what? one of the Queens oh, airports, you what? can go there as well. Where in oh, Queens? Sadie. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, it's Cuts and Slices in Brooklyn and Queens. I didn't know yeah. Queens. I just Give me the info. Yes, there's a there is a Queens location in Cambria. So if you're flying out of what? JFK, it's right there. You can slide over. Where you, okay. you living for JFK or LaGuardia? I'm LaGuardia. Oh, no, that's nowhere near. Cuts and Slices. It's on Linden Boulevard. If y'all are listening, you Linden should bring a slice to the studio right now. Uh, I don't know. It's on Linden Boulevard, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yeah, it's about Linden what? I don't also, know. I wanted to shout out my little Sag baby, my son. He'll be seven on Monday. Sincere, I love you. Aww. Oh man, my man Splash just hit me. Yep, he said, "Yep, FYI, there's a Queens location of Cuts and Slice on Linden and by Francis Lewis." Yes, yes, no yes. long lines other than opening the opening two weeks ago. Oh, say no exactly. more. Okay, agree. All right, so, thank you, Splash. Yeah, I'm definitely. You gotta give me. It's my. You gotta give me some book recommendations. I love to read. I know you always got to drop on a good book. Oh, I tell you a good book. Um, read Michael Harriet's Black AF History. That's what it's called. Okay, yeah. I got you. I'll, I'll get it right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and another good book Thank is uh, Black Women Must Die Exhausted by Jane Allen. I just finished it. It's an amazing book. Black Women Must Die Thank Exhausted. Thank you. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Okay. The, the title's misleading, but it's really good. Right. You too yeah. now. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? We are talking about Ari Lennox, and she might have to put the pause on somebody, but I'm going to let you know soon. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. We got Chris Kalen, our guest co-host, and let's go. This is the rumor report. I'm all the way from the A43. Straight from Charleston. You, you already know. know. We got Chris Kalen. Yeah, I'm already know. On The Breakfast Club. Of course, you have the internet, but we have to debunk some rumors. Talk about it. All right. Good morning, everyone. So we know Ari Lennox is performing. Um, she's opening up for Rod Wave on his tour. Mm-hmm. And she was singing, actually. She was doing Pressure, an amazing performance. And a fan got upset because they were ready for Rod Wave to come out. So they started throwing things at Ari Lennox. And we know Ari for being a sweet, beautiful songbird. Mm-hmm. Well, she got real. We got the audio for it. My 
First of all, why is Ari Lennox opening up for Rod Wave? That's like, weird, right? Like, yeah, that is weird. But I mean, they, he's, he's a singer, songer. I mean, he is, I, I appreciate Rod Wave, and you know, I definitely appreciate Ari Lennox. But I don't feel like I feel like Ari Lennox has no business opening up for Rod Wave. Like, no, that, that feels like two different audiences. His That's, crowd is completely different. Yeah, like in my mind, I, I feel like his crowd is like Facebook people. If that makes sense, like people <laughs> on Facebook have like this thing. It just reminds me of Facebook. Rod Wave. Have you have you ever seen Rod Wave fans? No, don't listen. Don't come at me on Instagram. But y'all ever seen y'all? <laughs> have you ever seen y'all? <laughs> have y'all ever seen y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Raw Wave fan. I like Raw Wave. Though. Yeah, I, I just Raw don't Wave think dope. they yeah. have the same demo, and that's why they thought it was yeah. okay to throw stuff at her on stage. And I would never understand why y'all go to people's shows just to throw things at them. But I mean, I guess it makes sense now because it technically isn't Ari's show. It's they Rod, went to see Rod, Rod, Wave, Rod right? Wave show. But if you don't, you know, like if, if you do like somebody, right? If you're a Rod Wave fan, clearly Rod Wave has Ari opening up for him because. He likes Ari, so right. at least respect Rod right. to not want to throw something at uh, Ari Lennox. And I think you should be charged with assault if you throw things at people. Absolutely. I agree. You should get your ass whipped. Whether you hit them or not. I didn't say that. I said you should be charged with assault. Now, I think they should get their ass whipped. You throw a <laughs> bottle at somebody as they're performing. <laughs> I, I agree with both. No, no. Because you're performing, they throw a bottle and hit you in the head with a bottle? Yeah, no. Oh, no that's you, disrespectful. Yes, that's, that's and, crazy. And that's self-defense because if, if her security defends her, they have the right to, especially yes. if you hit her. But I think you should be charged with yes. assault either way. What you know, Just for throwing something, whether you hit her or not, you should be charged with assault. And now I see why Cardi B chopped that girl with a mic because sometimes <laughs> y'all deserve it because y'all run out. All right, next story. Now, this one kind of threw me for a loop, but hey. So, Aretha Franklin, you know when she passed away it was a lot of confusion about her will mm-hmm. and who gets the money well her son was granted the real estate uh from her will because he found the will in her couch so everyone was just like That's it's wild. no right it was like it's no way that this could be right but a michigan judge has awarded her son um for a handwritten will that was found in her couch after her death in 2018 so the ruling came uh four months after they decided to make the statement and i was just really shocked so her son got all the coins yeah, I hope that will is real, though. And we also have audio of the report. Okay. The real development was back, I guess, in July when the uh, jury decided which of the wills was going to be enforced. And this is just Judge Callahan sort of figuring out what that means. Aretha died from pancreatic cancer in 2018 and did not have a formal typed up will triggering a legal fight amongst her children. This past summer, a jury decided a handwritten document from 2014 found under couch cushions would suffice and on Monday, a judge decided that document revoked previous papers found in her home back in 2010. Aretha didn't expect that there would be five years of litigation between her four boys over which of those wills hanging out there was the right one. Um, and had she in 2014 oh, managed to get to counsel and, and have that drafted, it would have been clearer as to what was going on and there, would have, there wouldn't have been all these issues. So wait, all of them had their own handwritten wills? No, 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 no. It no, was no. only it one. Was one. It, was it was one, one. that okay. they found in the couch, they said. They said they found it in the couch. Yeah. Okay. They were looking through the couch. It was a handwritten will. 
Uh, this, I think, uh, superseded the will that she did with her attorney years before. Yes. How, though? That don't make any sense. If you do it with the attorney, shouldn't the one with the attorney be the they one that... They said it had her handwriting with her uh, mm -hmm. initials and a smiley face. So clearly that superseded everything. How can that supersede the, the will you do with your attorney, though? You are, your question is just as good as mine. But her son, Akilah Franklin, he got the main home in Michigan, which is valued at $1.1 But it's worth much more now since she mm -hmm. passed. Her other son, Ted White II, uh, he got the property in Detroit. Detroit, but the house was sold for three hundred thousand, so he'll get the proceeds. And her last son, her third son, uh, Edward Franklin, he was awarded another property, but it didn't say where that property is located. That's sad when when, when you pass and, and your kids are fighting for the money. Like right. that, that is sad. You you would want, you would hope that you know. Whatever your mom wanted, her best wishes that you know you would possibly do. You wouldn't want to fight for anything. You, and you, you would hope all the kids were on the same page. Yeah, the yeah. same page. You would hope all the yeah. kids could share all of the assets. Yeah. You would hope all the kids could share all of the money. That's what you would want. But right? you know, money make mm -hmm. you do crazy things. Absolutely, money will make you do crazy things. All right, that's some guy. I'm only child. <laughs> all right, so videotaping of Young Thug's trial will no longer be permitted. So the trial kicked off on Monday, and the media was able to watch it in real time. But unfortunately, on day three which was yesterday some videographers were a little careless and there were footage that showed some of the jurors so according to legal affairs journalist Megan uh, the video started circulating quickly and social media users immediately started to identify some of the jurors and Dang. it sounds really scary if you are a juror so uh, the judge ruled that the video will no longer be allowed in the courtroom which uh, may include the live stream so recording audio is permitted and jury members being identified is a breach of security obviously so it is being reported that the jurors who have been identified may be swapped out with alternate jurors. Definitely going to want to be swapped out. Absolutely. Nobody's going to want to be part of that case. But do you think that, like, maybe they did it on purpose? Yes. Yeah, I think so, too. Yes. Nobody's going to want to be a part of that case. Would you want to be a part of that case? They got your face all over the place and they say in your name? Not at all. It's, uh, guilty it, or not it, guilty? It, it depends. Nope. You know, it depends. Like, if, if, if things go favorable for Young Thug, you're a hero. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> if, if things but don't, if not. Then you have to have a conversation, you know? I, I, you know what I was thinking about yesterday, though? Young mm -hmm. Thug, at least from what we've seen, he's been handling this very well. Because yeah. if you think about it, it's been almost two years. Mm -hmm. You haven't seen any rants from him on social media. Nope. You know, he hasn't he, even commented about He Gunna. hasn't commented about nothing. At nothing. All. When you right. see him in the courtroom, he's just calm, cool, collective. Look like he done he gained, know, gained a little weight. weight. Yeah, he like, looks yeah. healthy. He looks healthy. Yeah, he's been handling this... Uh, very well. Well, yes. he has to have a really strong mental. But I know Mariah, the scientist, she said they talk about getting married all the time. Now, mm -hmm. I will say, if you haven't messed with a guy who in jail, they will tell you that they will marry you when they get out, and that is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen to you? Oh, no, no, no. Uh -oh. But my brother, he uh, did sometimes. So a lot of girls thought that they was going to marry him when they got out. <laughs> so Jesus that was Christ. just a whole bunch of chaos. <laughs> all right. That is your rumor report. <laughs> all right. When we come back, we got front page news. Teslin Figaro will be joining us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Chris Kalen here, our guest co-host. Let's Good get some front page news. Morning, Tess. Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Peace, Ted. Now, if you're just joining us, I told you guys earlier that Aaron Rodgers is cleared for practice. Now, this is 11 weeks after his Achilles surgery. Pointless. Uh, yeah. Completely pointless. Don't make any sense. He too old for that. <laughs> right? He too old for that. <laughs> he need to relax, rest his nerves, and if he want to come back and play next year, do that. But right now, no. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I was tapped out yesterday. I went through, I jumped through one of the little kitty jumpies yesterday, and... 
My arm was hurt. Like I was hurt. I was in pain yesterday. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I did take aspirin. I was hurt. I was hurt yesterday. But he too old for that. Now also the Seahawks uh play some bums tonight. Uh that happens the at Seahawks East. play my Dallas Cowboys oh. tonight. I'm trying to figure out what it's on. I don't know if it's on Amazon Prime or Fox. Like what is it on? I don't think it's on Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah, I think it's on Prime. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll be watching tonight. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. Now, Americans need an extra $11,000, Tess? Mm-hmm. Yeah, extra $11,400 just to be able to afford the basics. Now, doing the math, that's about an extra $950 a month. May seem may not seem like a lot to many, but uh, that is what the average American needs just to pay bills. Now, inflation is now cooling, they say, but according to the bank rate survey, 60% of working Americans say that there aren't, they are not feeling it. Um, according to recent analysis of government data, the typical American household must spend an additional $11,434 annually just to maintain the same standard of living they enjoyed in January 2021, right before inflation soared to 40-year highs. Now, the um, the average hourly pay for workers has increased 13.6%, so that's good news. Um, but since January 2021, um, there's still pockets of inflation hitting consumers. When I read this report, I thought about you, Envy, because it talks about how the pockets are in places like McDonald's, uh, where Big Macs now cost 10% more uh, than in December 2020. Then you have positive things like gas that have went down uh, in 5, 5% from the past year, but there's still these pockets, pockets that you see in food, um, some pockets fast food as I mentioned, uh, but people say they need that that extra money in order to really fill it. And so that's what you're hearing in politics on Bidenomics on you'll hear um, a lot of folks say, hey, you know, inflation's down, but people are still saying I'm not feeling it in, in the pockets. Well, an extra from what? Additional to what number? Like, what, like what's the like what's the number that it's an, that it's an extra to? Because what if I'm Meaning only the, what if I'm only making five thousand dollars a year? So now I got an extra. I guess they did an average. I guess they did an yeah, average. What's the average? Yeah, That's I don't what know. I want to know. Like, what's the average number? But like you said, it, it's sad, right? If you go to McDonald's, anybody that goes to McDonald's, and one of the cheapest meals they have is the number two, right? That's mm-hmm. the two cheeseburger meal. That meal right now comes out to eight dollars. Yeah. Or in some wow. places nine dollars. So could you imagine you working and you're trying to have lunch and lunch is costing you nine dollars, but you're not even making nine dollars an hour. It's ridiculous. So it, it is ridiculous. And, and you know, we was just having this conversation because I, I told you I just came back from Abu Dhabi and I, in Abu Dhabi they have like this labor force where it's like uh, you know they, they if you work there they provide you housing and then you know in this in this labor city basically they have like cafeterias so you get to eat your three you know four meals a day and they give you transportation you know to and from work and the crime rate is little to nothing in Abu Dhabi why because people's basic needs are being met people just need a roof over their head and some food on their plate right it's just that simple I don't know why America can't get that me neither (laughs) it's the truth take care of the basics for people you know, I realized things were expensive. I went to the grocery store and peanut butter was four dollars. Damn! Right? No, everything's expensive. <laughs> yes. Orange juice is expensive. Jeff, four American okay. dollars. I cannot believe it. Everything is expensive. Four American dollars. Expensive. Now let's talk about these eight workplace trends. Yeah, I wanted to give you, um, since we're kind of talking about economics and jobs, I wanted to give some folks uh, what to look for in 2024 on some workplace trends um, that you're going to see. And let's go through them right quick. One is the return to uh, work office a battle that will continue on folks still wanting to be virtual. What will that look like for employers in 2024? Uh, flexibility will continue uh, to be key. People want part-time schedules. Uh, they want a little bit more flexibility in that. Uh, the five-day work week may die. I know you guys 
guys are big fans of that as well. Are you got for still fans of that? Do y'all want to take off Friday or Monday? Monday. Monday. Yeah, I take a Monday. You take a Monday. Yeah, take okay. Monday. With- Okay, well, they are still pushing that. Uh, the DEI conversation, and for those who don't know what that is, that's the diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, as we remember, the Supreme Court uh, ruling on affirmative action um, has removed a lot of the DEI programs, and so they're figuring out how to do that in the workplace. Some folks saying that forcing diversity uh, is a bad thing and it won't stick, so that conversation is still happening next year. Wage pressures uh, will continue to subside. Now, we saw a lot of strikes this year, and they're saying that next year... Uh, fewer notable pay bumps that employers are saying, you know, they won't be doing a lot of compensation increases on 2024. Uh, Workers will still prioritize uh, stability. Peak holiday employment season will extend and retirees will return to the workplace or expected to return to the workplace in 2024. Mm. I'm with all of that. I definitely want the four-day work week. Now, you know, sad thing is like you just said about the strikes. Now, you know, if you were thinking of, of striking your business because you wanted more, could you possibly strike? We just talked about people can't afford McDonald's. So if mm-hmm. you strike, you're definitely not getting paid. So it, it's, it's definitely scary out there. The one thing that jumped out was diversity inclusion. I, I just when you work at a, incorporate and you are the only black person there, you are responsible for diversity inclusion and putting everything together on top of your own job. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that was just a lot was triggering yeah. <laughs> they're also saying that jobs are expected to slow down in 2024 so so we'll see you know a big a big uh political year next year so somebody got to figure out something as well because if again if people are not like we had the other story if the inflation has went down but people are not feeling it and jobs are not mm-hmm. um you know balancing that out and wages are not balancing out then again we're going to continue to have uh more problems but as a reminder, 400,000 jobs are available now in the holiday season. So yeah, inflation going down don't mean nothing if people still not making any money. Right. If you're still right. not making enough money, it don't right. matter if inflation going down because I couldn't afford it when it was up. And I can't afford it when it's down. I, ain't got right. no brain. I don't know if y'all seen the prices of Christmas trees. The prices of Christmas trees I'm are through the so damn roof. I'm happy I have a fig tree. What? Listen, they were like for maybe a five fig tree is like $125. Damn. Because my wow. mom gets real trees. And I was like, well, you might want to get a fake one, girl. Or a chainsaw. Go get you a little <laughs> saw and go in the woods <laughs> and put in yeah. some work. And bring Alvin and Chipmunk home with That's you it. by chance. That's it. Maybe. <laughs> Just shake the tree for you bring it in the house. Jesus. Yeah, oh, no. Right. Christmas trees are expensive. Yes, they are. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Thank you, Tez. You're welcome. Oh, and make sure you subscribe to Tez and Figaro's <laughs> podcast, Disgrace Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, and follow at Tez and Figaro on all social media platforms. All right. When we come back, we have Jenk Uger. Now, he's a Turkish-American Muslim presidential candidate. Uh, he's, the, I guess, the first Muslim candidate, right? First first uh, Muslim-American candidate. But, you know, even bigger than that, man, Cenk is the, Cenk is the CEO what did you say? Jenk. Just think of yes, Jay. His Jank. name is spelled C-E-N-K, but it's right. pronounced Jenk. Jenk is the CEO of the Young Turks Network. You know, um, I like the Young Turk ne- tech, ne- Young Turk Network a lot because in this day and age of, you know, fake news and, you know, misinformation, like they are a trusted news source, at least to me. You know, and a lot of people that we admire have been on that show, like Nina Turner, you know, um, Ida Rodriguez. They've all had shows on the Young Turks Network. So, you know, I, I, can't, I can't wait to talk to him because I actually feel like him being the CEO of Young Turks Network is bigger than him being president, but we'll talk about it. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back to Dope Move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents... She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. 
employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. We have Jank Ugar. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Now How you, you doing, brother? Do I say Assalamu alaikum? <laughs> you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> alaikum salam. How are you, sir? Good, good. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you, you decided to uh, jump into this uh, presidential race and, and run for president. I did. I did. In fact, that's the point Charlemagne's making in a sense because I'm uh, the first Muslim-born presidential candidate in U.S. history. That's right. So why did you want to jump into this race, this crazy race of yeah. people and everything that's going on? Great question. Uh, it's because Joe Biden's definitely going to lose. And so uh, we're all on board the Titanic and everybody's looking around like, oh, there's an iceberg and we're going to run into it. <laughs> that's okay. true. No. Yeah, and, and they're all like, we're all good with it. We're all good with it. I'm not good with it. So the guys have 37%. Uh, no incumbent under 50% wins. He's under 40%. He's 15 points lower than when he barely beat Trump last time in the Electoral College. 15 points lower. He's losing independence by 10 points. He's losing young people by 4 points. There's no Democratic candidate that has any chance of winning if they're losing young voters. Mm -hmm. He's down to a 4-point lead among Latinos. Used to be 42 points for Democrats. So does this brother look like he's going to make a 15-point comeback? I mean, he'd be like, he's making 15 minute naps. Yeah. So that he has no chance of winning. What, and my job is to wake people up and say, this guy is not. In fact, I even bought the URL Biden is going to lose.com. Wow. Okay. And it redirects to my site because Dang. he has almost no chance of winning. So what I'm doing is I'm on the board of the Titanic and people go, oh, you're not the captain. You sh it shouldn't be you. It shouldn't be you. I say, okay, that's fair, but it's got to be somebody. Okay, so I'm lunging into the captain's quarters and turning that wheel. Let's go. We got to turn it. It can't be Biden. I like democracy. I want to keep it. Same. I, I want to go back to, you know, just who you are, because I know a lot of people are watching this and they're like, oh, that's they know you from the Young Turks. Yeah. You know, tell us what the Young Turk Network is for people who don't know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we started this 21 years ago. We're actually the oldest show in Internet history. Wow. Okay, there were shows on before us, but they all went under. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're the last man standing. We're the first partner ever for YouTube. We're the third partner uh, for Facebook. So we've been around forever. Mm -hmm. We're the OGs of YouTube. We're the first YouTube partner ever. So I'm the original YouTuber. Mm -hmm. uh, and we now have 5 billion views a year. And it's a network that has dozens of hosts. And like, for example, our second largest show is Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he is 
excellent. He's out of Atlanta. He's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. So we got Young Turks. We got Indisputable. We got Damage Report. Nina Turner. Nina Turner. Uh, Ida Rodriguez. Ida, yeah. oh, Ebony Williams Ebony, used to be yeah. uh, mm-hmm. on Young Turks. Mm-hmm. Like half the folks you see on TV, Charles Coleman, folks that are on like streaming networks, mm-hmm. etc. So we're on YouTube and Facebook, of course, are our pillars, but we're also on all of the Roku, uh, Pluto, Samsung mm-hmm. TV, you name it, as a 24-hour channel. So basically, we're progressives, mm-hmm. and the reason why we become so popular, I started with nothing. We started in my living room with zero dollars. My name is Jenk Uger. I got no connections, none, right? It's not like everybody said, oh, the Muslims run Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had nothing, and we rose up because people were like, yes! Yes, why why don't more people say that? Mm-hmm. When we were on the air in 2002, 2003, we're like, what are you guys, nuts? We're going to go into Iraq? Iraq didn't even attack us. Mm-hmm. And so everybody that listened was like, finally, I thought I was the crazy one. Mm-hmm. They didn't attack us, did they? Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. So we've been saying stuff like that ever since. So I was 100% against Bush and Cheney. Uh, they did the torture. They did the wars, et cetera. I was a million percent on Obama's side. So when Obama came in and he started doing things that were conservative, I was like, no, sorry. Okay. But you shouldn't be drilling in the Gulf. Three weeks later, it blows up. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got to challenge people. And the point of media is to challenge the powerful, no matter who they are. Right. I've, I've, I've always appreciated uh, what Young Turks does. You know, I've always appreciated the commentary. And it makes me wonder, do you think you would be more effective as a president or as a host on Young Turks? Who can speak truth to power? Because in an era right now, we have all of this fake news and, you know, you can't really trust, you know, political pundits. You know, don't, what do you, where do you think you'd be more effective? Yeah. So, Charlamagne, you're totally right. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, there's a reason why I'm in media. And I, and I went in and tried a, a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think media is more powerful. I think mm-hmm. Fox News was way more powerful than, than the presidents, right? They would drive the agenda and they pretty much got Bush elected mm-hmm. back in 2000. So, and Trump, really? Yeah, and Trump. Yeah. Uh, but in the case of Bush, they just literally cheated. They just declared him the president when he wasn't, mm-hmm. right, uh, on the night of the election. But that's a long story. But bottom, bottom line is, yeah, we're a top 10 network already on all of the platforms that we're on. But we're going to go to number one. So, look, our my job as the guy who is the founder and the CEO of the company is to make sure we beat CNN. So I'm not playing around. TV's going down. And we're going up. We get 400 million views a month. And, and we got over 27 million subscribers. So we keep skyrocketing every year, and those folks keep going down. So why bother doing the presidential thing? Because the only thing that could stop us is if Trump wins in 2024, and then Trump, t- you know, Since this is the media. Yeah, this today he's targeting the media, and he was talking about how he's going to maybe even arrest the CEO of MSNBC. Well, I'm the CEO of TYT, and we kick his ass 10,000 times more than MSNBC. Like, Biden and MSNBC barely lay a glove on him compared to us. Mm-hmm. right? I did uh, In 2016, I did 100 days in a row of a segment we call Loser Donald, explaining to people what a loser he is. Mm-hmm. He's bankrupted six companies. That was true social. It's going to be seven companies. These guys keep calling him a racist, sexist, all this stuff, but... We all know that. We all know that. That's not working anymore. Number one, you got to have a positive message of your own. The Democrats don't deliver on that nearly enough. And number two, you got to hit him where his theoretical strength is. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm a big, great businessman. And then you're like, brother, you've never had a successful company. Never. All your companies are bankrupt. You hide your grades like a little spoiled b-. 
uh, he, he, he's still hiding his high school grades. Mm -hmm. yeah. What kind of a loser does that? But Biden, he's, he's I'm a gentleman. Uh, uh, you know, my Republican friends, he starts, brother, we don't have time for your Republican friends. We, so my point is, the reason I got in, Charlemagne, is because we got to turn the wheel. We cannot lose democracy right before we're all about to win. You know, in 2028, we're in awesome shape. The left is, progressives are, the young are totally on our side, mm -hmm. and now the young are all the way up to 50, but we can't win if Biden lost the young. Yeah, Biden sucks. You know what's so interesting? Um, I, I, the thing that gets me about Trump even now is, like, why do you think American people support a person who is who clearly doesn't believe in the Constitution? Like, these are the same people who get mad when you take a knee, <clears throat> you know, for, during the national anthem, but you're okay with a president who clearly does not support the Constitution? Why? Yeah, they, they have a thousand excuses, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody's in their own little cult, right? In their own little bubble. So in the Trump cult, they're like, no, when you bankrupt businesses, that means you're a good businessman. No, it doesn't. It means you bankrupted him, right? <laughs> when he says, hey, I want to suspend the Constitution, they're like, that means he's really pro-Constitution. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It means he's against the Constitution. Mm -hmm. He thinks that the Constitution is a pain in the ass because he'd like to be dictator. Mm -hmm. Every time he goes and talks to the North Korean leader, the Chinese leader comes back and goes, man, they stand up and applaud for him, and it's so great, and everybody has to do exactly what he says. Yeah, that's because he's a dictator, idiot, right? Mm -hmm. And and the thing is, he wants that. That's why he wanted to suspend the Constitution. You guys know that they had a three-hour meeting uh, before January 20th about rolling out the tanks. And everybody in the Trump administration, to their credit, by the way, threatened to quit if Trump rolled out the tanks against the American yeah. people. Yeah. That's who he is. He hates America. He doesn't even believe in America. He thinks America would be much better if it was a dictatorship run by me, right? So, no, we... And, and imagine how bad Joe Biden is, that he's like, 77% of the country is worried that he's not going to be mentally healthy enough in his second term. Mm-hmm. When three quarters of the country says, we don't know if you're even going to make it through a second term and democracy's on the line. And he's like, I don't care. I don't care that I'm 81. I don't care that I'm 15 pounds down from where I was. I don't care that three quarters of the country doesn't want me to run. I don't care. I want two terms. All right, we got more with Jenk Uger when we come back. Of course, he's running for president, the first Muslim candidate. And we're going to chop it up with him some more when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jenk Uger. He's the first Muslim candidate for president. All right, Charlemagne? What about this uptick in, uh, you know, allegedly you see these polls saying that 22% uh, of black people are going to support Donald Trump. You, I mean, they, they're probably over-indexing a lot, but what do you, what do you, what do you? No, I think, think it's real. About? But I'm seeing it a lot more, even when people. I see like it a lot more. Yeah, yeah, me too. Twenty-two percent yeah. would be a lot, but I do, I do know it's an uptick. But twenty-two percent, mm -hmm. that seems like it would be a lot. Uh, you're right, except for the fact that, like I said, with Latinos, the Democrats, you had a forty-two point lead in 2012. Yeah. Here we are, just eleven years later, down yeah. down to four points. And I think that what uh, is happening with blacks, Latinos, young people, etc., is people going, I just had enough of it. Like. The Democrats are always talking a great game, and then they just never do it. They just never do it. Mm -hmm. So that it's like it's impossible not to get super frustrated. And the thing that Trump has that's appealing to uh, some voters that honestly are are just not that into politics, right? But they're getting, but they're like, okay, Biden's too old. I can see that, right? And so I don't want to vote for that guy. Uh, but secondarily, Trump's one thing that the Democrats in D.C. don't get is he gave a middle finger to the establishment. And people love that. 
right? Now, it's fake because it's like he's not doing it for the people. He's doing it for himself, right? And so he's funneling money to his properties, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know if you guys remember that Johnny Cash uh, uh, album cover from way back in the day where he, he's in Folsom Prison and gives a middle finger on the album cover, mm-hmm. okay? And that's what, tr- and people love that because they're like, screw the establishment, screw the powerful. And it looks on the surface, if you don't look deep into it, that Trump is saying, screw the establishment, screw the powerful. And there's a lot of regular Americans, uh, white folks, black folks, Latino folks who are like, yes, screw the powerful. And what's the Democrats answer? They're like, oh, we'll pick the most pro-establishment people in earth, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, yeah. and and say, oh, no, the powerful are great. The establishment mm-hmm. is great. Why don't you vote for us again? And again, we'll do close to nothing. So that's why. Yeah, I'm all for people. I'm all for anybody who says screw the establishment, but you can't say screw the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Like you know, mm-hmm. like 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 he like he literally said he never swore to support the Constitution. He said he didn't, he didn't take the oath to support. Well, he, he took the oath, <laughs> which, but he, which said he literally he, did. The oath right. was protect, preserve, and defend. But he said he, splitting hairs. I didn't say support. Right. Like how could you support any candidate who doesn't support the Constitution? Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. So to that point, Charlemagne, what when we say screw the system, what do we mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Just mm-hmm. like what do we mean by conservative, mm-hmm. right? So when you say screw the system and you mean the corruption of people getting campaign contributions and doing exactly what their donors tell them to do, then yes, screw the system. But if you mean the Constitution and democracy, no, 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 no. We like that part. Yes. We like yes. that part. That's the part we're trying to preserve. Yes. Yeah. So I don't understand how anybody could support someone who clearly does not support the Constitution. That's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, 100%. And so I'm in the same exact uh, situation as you. Yeah. And, and you talk about uh, President Biden. I feel, you know, when you say President Biden should step aside, then what's the plan B? Like, you heard, you named some names, but like, it's like John, when you start saying, when you got to reach for celebrities, it's like, damn, yo, is the bench really that thin? John Stewart, I keep hearing people saying Gretchen Whitmer, this country will never elect a liberal woman. Ever. Yeah, I think I think Nikki I Haley know. would stand a good good chance because I think Nikki Haley, you know, um, she's already gonna have the GOP. The GOP is already gonna fall in line, and I think to the point you just made, people are looking for such an alternative that I think she would probably have more of a rainbow coalition than people would expect. So Nikki Haley, unfortunately, would landslide Biden. She'd win super easy, mm-hmm. like made probably by ten points. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even be a contest. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, look. Biden's going to lose to almost anyone, right? He's already losing so badly to Trump. You put in someone non-insane, and he's going to get routed. And she right? seems non-insane. Yeah, yeah, she's non-insane. Now, having said that, she's a corporatist. I mean, like, she will do anything a, a, a donor asks her to do, right? She's That's that's her whole shtick, is what do the donors say? Yes, sir. No, sir. Absolutely, mm-hmm. sir, right? Mm-hmm. Now, but if you're lo- talking about the Democratic side... So, you know, sure, obviously we're in the race, jankforamerica.com, and I would actually deliver, et cetera. But I get it, guys. Like, I'm at 2% right now in a Quinnipiac poll. Sure, I'm beating a couple of governors, but we got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But if people say Biden's the best we got and we all think he's almost definitely going to lose, well, that means you're giving up on the Democratic Party. Absolutely. And you're saying, And you're saying there's just nobody who could run. Look, my ultimate dream was back in the day, I, I tried to help Nina Turner win in, in Cleveland. Because she's such a fighter, mm-hmm. so great, all right on all the issues. If she had won that race, she'd be perfectly positioned right now, right? Absolutely. You know, and 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 Love so, Nina. And so, guys, basically, I got tired of asking, right? And so we tried to get Nina in a position to win. We, you know, we busted our ass for Bernie in 2016, 2020. Okay. So now I asked everybody to come in. I, you know, I, and you're right. It's kind of. 
it's a little bit break glass in case of emergency to, to talk about me, to talk about John Stewart, to mm-hmm. talk about people in media and entertainers. But guys, who's Trump? Right? Trump started at one percent in twenty fifteen, and all he was was a celebrity. And because he's a celebrity, they allowed him all over TV. So you guys are awesome. Uh, this is one of the my top shows that I wanted to be on. And thank you for uh, letting me come on here, JakeForAmerica.com. But it's harder for a guy like me to get a CNN town hall and to get appearances, uh, enough appearances on those places to be able to break through. Because if people hear my message, they're like, yeah, wait a minute, paid family leave. That's mom's taking 12 weeks off after they have a baby. It's at 84%. Why don't the Democrats even try? But also your competition to CNN. <laughs> so they're like, they're like uh, let's keep it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, look, it could be. Yeah. And so that's part of it. But for a guy like John Stewart, he'd be all over TV instantly, right? Like if you ran Charlemagne, you'd be all over TV instantly, right? And so that gives you a huge advantage. And right now, politics is media. Like the number one thing, the number two thing you need in politics is the presidential level is money. The number one thing you need is media. And so anyone who could break through to the media instantly has a shot. If Trump started at 1% and I started at 2%, you're telling me John Stewart doesn't have a shot? You don't have a shot? No, it's a whole new day in America. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm voting for John Stewart in a heartbeat. <laughs> right? I promise you. John Stewart, if John Stewart was announced and he'd run for president, I am out there stomping for John Stewart. I believe in John Stewart just that much. I, I, I what really about you, Charlamagne? No. John Stewart, absolutely. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we got more with Jenk Yuga. When we come back, he's running for president, the first Muslim candidate. All right, we're going to talk to him some more. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jenk Yuga. He's the first Muslim candidate for president. All right, now I got a question. What do you think Americans' biggest needs are? What, what do you think that Americans should be focused on? I mean, people talk about the money that they're sending overseas for fights and wars, and, and we can't even help our own. So what do you think it is? Yeah, so first of all, I wouldn't send another dime to Israel, okay? So you're killing 15,000 civilians. You're killing 10 times as many civilians as Hamas. You're killing over 5,000 children in, in there, no. Why? Why do those bombs say "Made in the USA"? I don't want it. I don't want to send any more money. You end the occupation. We go back to giving you money. God bless. We're happy to do it. Okay. Uh, so enough. Enough with. Oh, oh. Whenever we ask for something, paid family leave. Mom's getting twelve weeks off. Everybody wants it. Like, oh no, money. Okay, student debt relief. Everybody wants it. Oh no, money. A higher minimum wage. You get a fifteen dollar minimum wage that pushes everybody's wages up. And they're like, oh, that'll drive inflation. No, brother, we already have inflation. That'll mean your your salaries can keep up with inflation. Why is your salary the only thing that can't go up? Right. So higher minimum wage, lower drug prices. These are things that help us so much that affect your day to day lives. If I win and I don't get those things passed, then I was useless. Right. Because. Who cares who wins? The only question is, do you pass bills or don't you pass bills? If you don't pass the bill for voting rights, then you don't have the voting rights that you need. So like all this BS, but every time we say we need something, they say, no, we don't have the money, right? Then the minute there's a war, they're like, we got plenty of money. We got plenty of you. Hey, Ukraine, you want money? Israel, you want money? Defense Department, you want money? Do you know every year the Pentagon fails an audit? And they say, okay, we gave you $800 billion. How much of it uh, can you track? They're like, we tracked about $400 billion. So you lost $400 billion in the couch. And now you're going to tell me that we don't have enough money for higher wages and lower drug prices and public option. And you name all these things that the American people want that all poll 
above 70%. Seven out of 10 Americans want it. And all we hear from Democrats and Republicans is we don't have the money. And the minute there's a war, they're like, oh, we got plenty of money. Plenty of money. Let's go. Let's go. Let's give them. It's unbelievable. So if, if I was the president and now this would shake them to their core and they say, oh, this is disqualifying. This guy is not, he doesn't want to give all of our money to defense contractors. Okay. I would cut the Pentagon's budget in half and go, you pass an audit, you get the other half. If you can't tell me where the $400 billion is, I'm not going to give you $400 billion. You find out where the hell it is. Then we have a conversation. Jenkforamerica.com. What do you say to people who say it's too late for somebody to jump in now and challenge Joe Biden? Yeah, nonsense. So first off, uh, me, Marianne, Dean Phillips, we're on all the bouts, uh, not all of them, but enough of them to to win easily. Okay, okay. so not too late at all for mm-hmm. any of us. So what if John Stewart jumped in in January? Look, here's here's the thing: if John Stewart jumps in in January, and Biden hasn't jumped out. It might be too late because they might not change the rules. That's why my job is to knock Biden out. Because when I knock Biden out, they're going to change all the rules. It's not going to be like they're going to. Oh, let's Marianne Williamson is in second place. Let's let her win, mm-hmm. right? No, they're going to be like, oh no, 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 no. The filing deadlines are moved because of extraordinary circumstances. Governor Newsom, who's been warming up in the bullpen this whole time, you know, they're going to be like this, like you know. I, I don't want him. No, I don't want him either. I don't want him either. But. But I'll take a win because my point is to get to 2028. Gotcha. We get to 2028, gotcha. we win everything, right? Gotcha. Then Nina's back, everybody's back, okay? Gotcha. Right? But we just got to survive. Democracy just has to survive, right? So, but Newsom, look, he, he'll be in the primary. So will Whitmer, Pritzker. Pritzker's got a billion dollars, right? Uh, Shapiro uh, is governor of Pennsylvania. He beat uh, a Trump acolyte by 15 points, right? He would carry Pennsylvania instantly. So let those all guys come in and let's all fight. Right. And let's let the best man win or let the best woman win. And so I, I'm good. For, and, and they will definitely, definitely change the deadlines. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, no, Governor Newsom. Sorry, you can't. You know, Michigan's gone. South Carolina's gone. Uh, we're, we're just going to give it to Marianne or Jenk or Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen. You all know they're going to change. Right. Yeah. So the minute Biden says I'm not running anymore is the minute we have a real primary and we get a strong Democrat to go kick Trump's ass. Stop talking about how much you like Republicans. Start fighting them. Start fighting them and start fighting for your voters. I'm so tired of Democrats who never deliver for their voters and never fight for their voters. I agree. So the reality is Biden needs to drop out. Yes. That's just the that's just the reality. Story. Yeah, 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 before yeah. because when I was trying to get people in earlier, I tried to get progressives, governors, etc. Then we had enough time for them to meet the filing deadlines. Now we since we don't anymore, we got to knock Biden out. And so how do we knock Biden out? We wound his ego. Okay? Because it's all about ego. He's a narcissist. You guys know that in Washington, two terms is considered a legendary president and one term is considered a loser. So that's what's in Biden's head. I don't want to be a one-term president. I don't care how old I am. I don't care how low a chance I have of winning. I have to be a two-term president. Why? Ego. So if ego is your main goal, then we're going to hurt your ego, okay? I bought SelfishJoeBiden.com. Like, I'm going to hurt you. Guys, I bought WoundedAntelope.com. Okay. Okay, because this brother is a wounded antelope. That's what he is. And he's trying to like, oh, I got this. I got this. No, you don't. No, you don't. Damn, I, I, I did only have one more question, but now I'm thinking about so Vice President Harris has no shot. It's a complete wash for her, huh? No, look, she could, like, what are they going to do? Keep her out of the primary? No, of course not. She'd be in the primary, right? And so the primary is to pick 
the strongest candidate, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if I was a governor somewhere right now, I'd I'd probably be up forty points, right? Because everybody's like, "Well, that brother's strong, mm-hmm. right?" Like, he seems like he means it because I do mean it, right? But okay, fine. So Kamala Harris comes. I'm not a governor, right? And so Kamala Harris comes in. If she beats Newsom and Whitmer, etc., then great. That means she's the strongest candidate. Let's go with Kamala Harris. If I'm Kamala Harris, I'd be like, "Come for me." Okay, come for me. Let's do this. Let's let's because she's got a chance to be president. She has the best chance to be president. She's the vice president of the United States. I mean, I would welcome it if I was her, right? But she's worried because she doesn't like to run. And and so if you don't like to run, well then we can't have you run against Trump. But prove me wrong. I'm I'd be super happy if she proved me wrong. Yeah. Final question. Obama got a lot of heat from just his middle name being Hussein. Mm-hmm. Do you think America is ready for a fully Muslim American to be nominated and win? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so everybody knew his middle name was Hussein, right? Mm-hmm. And because the Republicans would go, oh, Barack Hussein Obama and stuff. Did you know that after inauguration in his first term, he was at 83% approval? So that is the overwhelming majority of Americans, including the overwhelming majority of white Republicans. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry, white folks, Republicans, etc., saying, yeah, that Barack Hussein Obama is my guy. Okay, I approve. So people misunderstand. Yeah, is there racism? Of course. Is there sexism? Of course, right? Did it hurt Hillary Clinton? It did, right? But people can get past anything as long as they think you're going to deliver for them. As long as this guy is going to represent me and get me change. And so what I, I, I go on Republican shows, and you see how much smack I talk about Trump. Mm-hmm. But they walk out going, I oh, know I respect the guy. Because... It's obvious that he doesn't want the corruption. He hates this corrupt system. And it's obvious that he's going to try to deliver for us. Like when you go to get higher wages, you don't, if you're a Democrat, you don't go, oh, but not to Republicans. Mm-hmm. No, you give it to everybody, right? And you, when you try to lower drug prices and you got a white Republican family in Missouri or anywhere going, well, I don't like that he's Muslim. I, I don't know much about Muslims, but I hear they're this and that, right? But he's going to lower my drug prices and I believe him. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go for it. For real? Well, how can people Israel. support you? All right. So the website's jenkforamerica.com. Jenk is tough spelling. It's C-E-N-K, right? It's a Turkish name. The C's pronounced like a J. Okay. Jenkforamerica.com. But don't don't worry, because Biden's going to lose.com. It's easy to remember. <laughs> it goes to the same place. Okay. And Woundedantelope.com. Woundedantelope.com. And the selfish. Selfishjoebiden.com. Okay. That's all. I'll get you the right place. Jesus. Jake, ladies and I thoroughly Jake, enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so brother. much. And, and definitely pick up his book, Justice is Coming. And thank you for joining us this morning. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) 
What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. 
Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. OVO Eli, one of our producers up here, is going crazy right now. He's a Drake fan, huge Drake fan. He's more than a Drake fan. He's a Drake stan. Yes. Okay. It's actually kind of disgusting when you think about it. I was actually gonna, uh, I was gonna buy him something this weekend. I was, uh, they released the Drake uh, Air Force Ones. Oh. He got them already, I'm sure. I, that's the thing. I was like, I was gonna get them for you. He's like, I got three pairs. I was like, oh, exactly. You didn't need them for me, bro. Jesus Christ, over super Eli. fan. Let go of Drake's penis sometime, man. <laughs> All right, Jesus. If Drake, Eli, serious question: If Drake peed, would you hold his penis and shake it for him? You know what? <laughs> he said maybe. <laughs> he said maybe. Y'all, wow. <laughs> Close your mouth, man. That's insane, man. <laughs> Come on, Eli. <laughs> Chris Kalen is here. She's our guest co-host. Let's get to the rumors. This, this, this is the Rumor Report. I am here. All the way from the 843. Straight from Charleston. You already know. Come on, man. You got Chris Kalen. Y'all boy already know. On The Breakfast Club. Of course, you have the internet. But we have to debunk some rumors. Let's talk about it. All right, so Kiki Palmer speaks on relationship issues in her latest podcast. So Kiki Palmer has been dealing with her own relationship issues in front of the world, as we all know. And in the latest episode of her podcast, Baby, this is Kiki Palmer, she got into a different relationship issues in general. So she was accompanied by her mom and her mom, Sharon, and Dr. Drew. And first she spoke about being naive about misogyny because she never saw that because of the way her dad respected her mom. And we have the audio for that. I've been really naive because my my dad is great and my uncles are great. So right. misogyny came at me hard and quick with the with the I quickness. Understand. I grew up in a house where my mom would would say this would need to be and Larry be like, okay, Sharon, go ahead, Sharon. <laughs> yeah, but you know she, what I mean. So yeah. for me, when I entered outside of my household right. and I saw that everybody doesn't really respect their wives or even women in the way that my dad respects my mom right. it's a pretty rude awakening and she also asked Dr. Drew how to identify if you're the person creating issues in the relationship is am I the bad one Oh. And what I mean by that is, right, we're all in different dynamics with friends, family, lovers, and you find yourself saying, well, damn, if, if, if I'm playing a game on myself and I'm actually the person that's doing wrong, and uh, is there to, so how does someone know if they're, and, and look, it takes two to tango, right? But yes. how does someone know when, when they did the wrong thing and they're really the issue? How do you know when you're the issue? Kiki, the person who is reevaluating themselves, trying to do what's right, contemplating they could be doing what's wrong that is rarely the person who's doing wrong and they also had a great conversation about compatibility issues between the generations no one ever mentions the reality that actually you can come from a great home with great parents and it actually ends up making you have an unrealistic expectation on love that. yeah sure because you think everything's going to be just chill and everybody's going to be nice like your mom and dad Right. Well, I came from a background. Let's just, first of all, let's talk about timing. I do think, like, my generation was totally different. We dated the guys in our neighborhood. You know, we dated the guys we went to school with, yeah. went to church with or whatever. Whereas your generation, you guys are dating people across the world. You know what I mean? So I do think that there is a compatibility issue. 
you know? I wonder uh, how many conversations Kiki has actually had with uh, her parents just about their journey. Right. Because I think nobody ever talks about the process. So she might have seen her dad, you know, at his most evolved level point right. in his life but, yeah but, but we don't i mean i don't i don't know but i'm just saying we don't know if he was always that person that way. and people yeah. definitely evolve Absolutely. yeah they, they evolve but the way you i guess treat your your wife always comes from someplace right so right. i always see my dad spoil my mom and, and buy her flowers and take care of everything in the house i seen my uncle george do the same thing with my aunt v i seen uh gia's father do the same thing with with gia's mom I, you know i do it with my daughters and my wife i spoil them i make them feel good i tell them how beautiful they are yeah, so those you, are the things that they see even through all that we all still make mistakes we, yeah, yeah we, we all still make mistakes but those are the things that you should say so when she says it was a false looking for something she was looking for something that she's seen her parents do mm -hmm. that's not a false that's what you want like well, what if you subconsciously that's what you want yeah, absolutely yeah. but mm -hmm. what if you're doing all of that but then you still got a whole other family on the side you, still, well, you, you know what i'm saying yeah, that's, that's all i'm saying yeah Everybody you know, has their own thing. That's but. it. Everybody mm -hmm. got their own mm -hmm. thing. I think. I think that's why conversations are very, very important. Because what you will quickly realize about your parents, or, you know, any older person is that there's nothing that you know you're doing now that they didn't do at some point in time as yeah. well. And there's no perfection. Like, there's like no you perfection. Said, there has to be it's an all evolution. The process. That's and, right. And but I will right. say, that, and she also says something uh, that. In this day and age, people can date people from other places, right. California, because of social media. I would say that, too, because when you date somebody, you kind of know their bloodline, right? Yeah. You know their mama. You know their neighbors. You know this. But when you're dating somebody on the other side of the world, you don't know nothing about, you that really know nothing about them. They you could can't be lying. just get to them and set their house on right. fire. What? Anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, Victoria Monet speaks on her success. So, we know she wanted to perform at the VMAs. And she was turned down. And now, she's, like, racking up all these Grammy collect um Grammy nominations. So, an interviewer asked her about her feelings about that. People were very shocked that you were not part of the VMAs this year. Your team were told it was too early in your journey. Yeah. Do you feel some vindication now when you look at what your year is ending like? It really does feel nice and validating because in my head, the reason why I wanted to be a performer at the VMAs or award ceremonies like that is because I feel like I am at the place where I should. I would work really hard to put on the best show that I could. And I guess the best way to describe it for me is like huh, when you're like on a, a sports team and the coach is like, now you got to sit this one out. And they finally put you in and then you score all these points and it feels like that feeling you're like yes i knew i wasn't tripping i knew i worked hard for this and so it's been super validating to just have these accolades come after a moment like that and i know the fans feel vindicated for me i feel no ill towards them because it's just maybe that's that's just truly how they felt at the time mm. and victoria monet she has seven seven grammy nominations and two soul train awards definitely deserve it so happy for her and moving on See, I, know the, I know the VMAs gotta feel out of touch absolutely like I mean absolutely. how y'all miss that y'all miss Victoria Monet told us she wasn't ready but then she got nominated for seven Grammys and two Soul Train Awards and literally has a top song come yeah, on man record like top five is about to be Jesus a number one record Christ fire yeah. all your execs and Jonathan Major's <laughs> domestic violence trial began yesterday so the trial is underway and we have a report to keep us updated on how it's going he appeared very relaxed and, and confident. He had uh, what we believe is his now girlfriend by his side, actress Megan Good. He had his Bible in his hand, a coffee mug. Um, his attorney had a lot of questions in reference to how the proceedings would go, as well as the prosecution. And that's sort of what's being worked out right now, a lot of technicalities. So the first issue that they address is wanting to close uh, the proceedings off to the public. And the judge ultimately decided that certain parts would will be close to the public to um, protect 
some of the rights of the defense to make sure that uh, Majors gets a fair trial. Um, but right now they're deciding on whether or not there will be a motion to keep certain information sealed. And I just want to say, I don't know if y'all saw the video, but he actually went to Saks and got a nice suit. He did not look like he was dressed <laughs> like a slave handler. So I am very happy that he had a nice suit on. He looked very oh, decent, like he stepped off a of GQ. So for once, shout out to his stylist. They did what they needed to do. You didn't like him in GQ? He was he was dapping in GQ, wasn't he? I, uh, I know what you're saying. I, yes. You, he, he always, a, he, a lot of times he's dressed like all his pictures should be in black and white. Literally, that's it. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how to yeah, describe yeah. it, but that is his aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, I so, so yesterday he had on a nice gray tailored suit, nice shoes, not the combat boots. I was happy. I get what you're saying. Damn it, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is your rumor report. Charlemagne, donkey today? Man, four after the hour, man. We uh may be on to something here, but uh his man this man's name is Kenneth Kelly. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. Uh he was caught pleasuring himself in a convenience store, but we'll discuss. It's more mm -hmm. to it. Okay. All right, we'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. I was donkey up the day. Yeah, made it. Damn, the hee-haw again. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. I ain't trying to be donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I I'm not making these people do these things. Called donkey of the day, and it really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the donkey of the day today? Well, Jess Hilarious, donkey of the day for Thursday, November 30th, goes to a 54-year-old Iowa City man named Kenneth Kelly. Kenneth was arrested for pleasuring himself in front of customers at a convenience store. Yes, Kenneth was arrested for playing five-on-one, okay, doing a manual override in front of customers at a local convenience store. Now, some people are doing what they do best, and that's victim blaming, but not blaming the customers who had to witness Kenneth Kelly celebrate Palm Sunday. They are blaming the convenience store. Yes, some people are saying the convenience store was asking for it. Some people are saying that the convenience store played a role in what happened and should be partly responsible for Kenneth Kelly boxing the one-eyed champ in front of customers. Why do they think the store is partly to blame? Well, it's because of the name of the store. What do you mean, Uncle Charlotte? Because of the name of the store. Let's go to TBC News for the report, please. Iowa City man was arrested on a warrant stemming from an incident where he allegedly followed customers in a convenience store and masturbated in front of them. Customers called 911 to report that an unknown male had said sexual things to them and began masturbating in their presence. The victims were able to provide a description of the man identified as 54-year-old Kenneth Kelly of Wayne Avenue. When officers confronted Kelly at his apartment, he denied it was him. The victims of the incident, though, positively identified him during a photo lineup. I'm sorry, but it's hard to keep a straight face when talking about this one. Police obtained a search warrant and seized clothing that matched surveillance video and traffic cameras from the incident. After being read as Miranda writes, Kelly allegedly claimed he wasn't exposing himself and was instead scratching his genitals. Kelly was arrested and charged with indecent exposure, a misdemeanor punishable by a jail term of up to a year if convicted. For TBC News, I'm Barry White. Well, that news report left out the best part. Mm. And the best part is the name of the store. The store is called the Come and Go Convenience Store. What? <laughs> the Come and Go Convenience Store. The Come and Go Convenience Store. And come is spelled K-U-M. Are you serious? I got to Google this. I am absolutely 100% 100 serious. Believe you. I don't know how the news report left that out. That's the best part. 
Google it. Tell me if I'm lying. Google it. Envy, I'm waiting on you because Charlamagne yeah, be playing it, sometimes. It's, it's not called the come and go. It's called come and go. What, what, a K? what the hell is he talking? What do you mean? It's not called the come and go. It's called come and go. It's called come and go. You oh, said the come. No, it's called come and go. Jesus Christ, wow. Man. And maybe that's what the gentleman yeah, was will. doing. Okay, well. Now, if I say come as you are, if I say come here, and I spell it K-U-M instead of C-O-M-E, and somebody decided to shake hands with the milkman and hit me with some clam sauce, am I at fault? Words matter, okay? But spelling of words matter more. So Kenneth Kelly is wrong. But he might have a slight point. He might have a slight case simply because why did you spell come like that? All right? <laughs> Listen, everybody on this planet isn't the brightest. Some folks on this planet are dumb and looking for direction. Some people are always looking for signs. So if you cruising and the old custard slinger starts to stand at attention, man, you see a sign that says come and go and come is spelled K-U-M, you're probably going to pop in and see what's going on. My question is, what in that convenience store turned him on? Was it the customers? Was it a bunch of good-looking men and women walking around? Or was it something on the shelf in the store? I consulted with the president of the Fat Lives Matter Committee, and he said it was probably the holiday tasty cakes. According to him, the holiday tasty cakes are fresh because they have to be made annually, specifically for this season. So that could be it. And now that I think about it, I think the president of the Fat Lives Matter Committee thinks I said what would make him hungry. No, I said horny. Horny, sir. Jesus. Uh, here's the thing. All men visit the safety deposit box from time to time. We all butter our muffins, but there is absolutely zero reason to hold your sausage hostage in a public place, regardless of what the convenience store is called. Now, what else bothers me about this story is what if this store was really a place where people could come and go? How many caution wet floor signs would the store need? Huh? We slipping on semen. If come oh. and go was actually what Kenneth Kelly thought it was, I would never buy a sticky bun from there. Okay, and if come and go was actually what Kenneth Kelly thought it was, imagine violating the no shoes, no service policy. We slipping on semen. <laughs> Walk in with no shoes if you want to. Ew. The moral of this story is come and go convenience store and every customer in there is a victim. Let's not victim blame just because the name of the store is hilarious. Please give Kenneth Kelly the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey. is a way to combine all these things for real though like maybe there is a need in the marketplace for a convenience store or fast food establishment where you can also pleasure yourself I don't think so <laughs> I'm just gonna give it a strong no um, if yeah, it no. was come and go is the perfect name for it it is the closest one to us is in Colorado Really? 1,600 miles away. Okay. But, um, Krispy Kreme would be good, too. Oh, you know, oh God. Andy's, Andy's frozen custard. You know what I was thinking? So oh. this is in America. But you know, like, sometimes how they say, like, words in America, like, they're spelled weird. And, like... Yes. So maybe that's why he spelled it K-U-M. Because technically, you know, that's pronounced correctly. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't know. But you're from Colorado, so you should know. Yeah. You don't want to play a game? No. There's yeah, other I do. There's <laughs> other names. <laughs> I want to play a game. I want to play a game. But there's other names that are good, though, like BJ's. Right. Yeah. yeah. BJ's. In and out. In and out. <laughs> In and out could definitely work. Or you can make up your own names like Chick fil A to Pipe. Oh. You don't think so? Chick fil A to pipe. pipe. What about Pizza Butt? You wouldn't go to Pizza Butt? Mm-mm. But not go to Pizza Butt. Mm-hmm. Well, shake the steak. You wouldn't go to, you wouldn't go to <laughs> shake, shake the steak. Mm-hmm. What about jacking in the box? You wouldn't go to that one? No. <laughs> what about for men and women looking for orgies? Five guys? That mm-hmm. wouldn't be a thing either. Five you wouldn't do guys. that. Yeah. Is it still okay. gonna be expensive? 
It's five guys Probably expensive. Probably be a little bit more expensive. <laughs> Absolutely. Probably be a little bit more expensive. I just thought of, I don't know why I thought Wendy's. We got the beef. What was, is that we got we, the No, oh, that's, that's Arby's. Arby's. We got the meat. Who got the meat? Who got Arby's. Who got the meat? Arby's got the meat. <laughs> Dwight Howard would get an endorsement oh. deal yeah. so fast. <laughs> who does the meat? Who, who, which one is that? It's Arby's. 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 Where's the meat? No, yeah. where's the beef? No, who, we got the meat. We got the, the meat. meat. How does Dwight Howard not have an endorsement deal with Arby's? Got to get it out. Arby's, what get y'all doing? That's a no breath of layup. That'd be dope. Him holding the sandwich. And Come got on, the that's meat. a layup. That is a layup. Come on, man. Arby's Come marketing, on, Arby's. we're helping that's you. That's right. Jesus Come on, Christ. man. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Mm-hmm. No, what um, if he was really confused? No, that was Donkey, that was donkey of the Day. Today, oh, Donkey of the Day. I'm yes. sorry. I was going to say, but what if he was really confused and high and just seen the sign and was like, oh, this is where, I, you know? Yeah. Well, I kind of feel about that about the bodega cat that was just taking his little cat genitals all gonna, over the apples and the oranges. I'm not going to let him die. Wait till I put him on my TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you videotaped him? I sure did. Jeez. I'll show it to you. <laughs> all right. Now, when we come back, we were talking about Young Thug in the rumors earlier, right? And yeah. you were talking about he's in jail and he speaks to Mariah the scientist all the time. Right? Yeah, and she said they're going to get married as soon as they get out, when he gets out of jail. And then you also said... Men who are in jail make a lot of promises. And I say that because my brother did sometimes and he thought a lot of women thought that they were going to marry him until he got out <laughs> until he got out and things did a complete 180 okay well let's open up the phone lines 800-585-1051 ladies have you ever dealt with a man in jail that sold you dreams that said you were going to get married and y'all were going to have a kids and family when he got out and then when he got out well he really got out and he was outside and <laughs> fellas have you ever did that to somebody you were in jail and you were like this is my boo this is my bae and then when you got out you was like nah B let's discuss 800-585-1051 it's jail bay in love on a the Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we were talking about men in jail. Yes. Now, this comes from our special guest co-host, Chris Kalen. Yes. Yes, uh, earlier this morning we were talking about Young Thug. Yes, Mariah the scientist. So she says they talk on the phone all the time and when he gets out of jail, they're supposed to be getting married. So, you know, I've been around men who've gotten out of jail and they sell a lot of dreams. It's giving very much uh, love after lockup. So, you know, will they get married? Will they not get married? My brother was supposed to get married when he got out of jail and that did not happen. He, he didn't get married? He was he outside. He was outside. How many How many girls did he promise he was going to marry? Like three, I think. Damn. <laughs> But is he with any of them now? Not at all. Not one? Not a one. <laughs> See, but, but also, when you're in jail, I'm sure you you, you have time. You have more. So you have you're so writing time. multiple women, and I'm sure they were sending him money. Well, snacks. actually, no, but men in jail will send you money. So what? that's, yeah, no, men in jail, they, they have money back there. It's a whole nother world. Like, jail is a whole Your nother world. Your friend is shaking her head like, yes, they send you no, money. No, seriously, they will cash you out like... Thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars. Really? If yes. they got it. If they got it, yeah. yeah. Now, everybody don't have it like that. But you got some of them got it. So, these are the ones we're talking about. You know what's so crazy? Y'all mm-hmm. gave Jada Pinkett Smith all that hell over Pac saying he wanted to marry her in prison, knowing damn well men in prison say any damn thing. <laughs> Y'all call Jada a liar. Y'all say ain't no way Pac proposed to her in jail, this and that. Y'all know men in prison say any damn thing. They do. So, why wouldn't Pac they say that? They will tell you, I will buy you a horse, I will move you into a big house, yes. whatever it is. And it might be some other people who write books that got the same story about Pac. Jesus. Pac asked me to marry him, too. He was in prison, y'all. Well, we got Jay on the line. Jay said he's done this numerous times. Jay, good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Now, you, you said your, your best friend got played? Oh, to the left. 
it was horrible. What happened? It was really bad. So she was with this dude, and it wasn't even like a serious situation. It was more like a, let's see where we're going. One day he ghosted her, and we over here like, nah, fam, this is wild. Found out he was in jail. She went above and beyond putting money on the man's books, like holding him down. Man came out and just ghosted her again. Found out he had a whole family on the side. Damn. Yeah, wow. Salute to that king, man. <laughs> no! <laughs> well, you salute to that king. Money. <laughs> TJ! King. Hey, now, say now. Good morning. Hey, talk to us, TJ. Um, well, first off, I have wanted to say good morning, and thanks for having me. I had um, six years in prison, and I was the one that sold the drinks for a few guys. When I had one in prison, I had a dude, but he had ended up passing over his place. And um, shortly after that, like, Maybe a year after that, like, girls was trying to put me on with, like, their cousins and brothers and things. And I eventually started and, you know, two guys took money on my books. Um, I told them I'd deal with them when I get home. We'd be together. And it was all bad when I got out. Damn. You were selling drinks so, so, to, to these so, dudes, so they probably died of a broken heart too. How many? How many? How many? Uh, men, how many yeah. men? You, how many men you caused to pass away, man? Selling them dreams. No, I, when I went in, I was in a relationship. No, I heard away. the story. I heard the story, but that's not the way I processed it in my brain. It's your fault. You broke that man heart. He died of a broken heart. He died of a broken heart. Damn it, man. Well, he really died in the um in Cleveland Clinic. He he did have a sarcoidosis. He passed away from that. But he his heart was broke. See that what I'm saying, you, man? You, you, you a cold piece, man. Jesus. God damn, boy. Lord have mercy. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is. I'm gonna say my name is BJ, and the reason why I'm gonna say this is because I don't want to get in trouble for this. You anonymous on the but, radio? Gotcha. <laughs> okay, this is no judgment. I had I've been prison four times, and I done lied to so many girls. Like my first thing. It was with my baby mama. I had four kids with her. And I see why she left. She'd be stupid not to leave me because I, I was a dog. I wasn't sh- I was a D-boy. And But she said something. She said, where's, where's all those other girls at now? And it occurred to me, where are they? And when I called them, man, they jumped on so quick. I had them taking care of my kids. I had them paying my mother gas money to come, to come see me because they didn't know how to get there. I'm talking about I paid them, and then when I got out, I wouldn't even tell them if I made parole, I served out, or what time I did, so they wouldn't even know if I was out or not. And But it was one girl that rolled with me, three of them bits. I ended up marrying her on my fourth one, and I ain't been back to prison. I got my own place. My, I mean, I got my own company. I got a podcast coming soon called State of Community. I work with the kids. That one girl changed my life. Well, I'm happy. You had well, to go through good. three other women. Cause, yeah, because I don't understand. What More do, than that. What do y'all, <laughs> go ahead, Chris. No, it isn't. I was going to say, what do y'all get out of lying to women while y'all in prison? Like, I would think if I'm in prison, Man, I want to come out a better person. It's really a pride thing. A pride? It's real. It's like, because all the dudes is around there, and everybody want to be the man. Everybody wants to be, you know, important and be validated. So when you know you can go to that phone and call every time and you know that you can get that money up on your book so you can go to canteen every time, you're going to do what it takes because you're in there and you're just trying to survive. So it's real. survival pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Personally, survival and really just holding on to something. 
Yeah, I don't judge people for anything they do in survival mode, but I would want to come out a better person, and I would want God to see that I'm really evolving. Mm -hmm. So how can God bless what you pretend to be? You know what I mean? So if you're pretending to be a good person, but yet you lying to all of these women, manipulating all these women behind the wall. He had to figure it out, though, because he did say he got jail locked up. Jail lies. People would say, listen, they'll tell you, I, I changed my life. I, I Let's go to God now. When they get out, it's like, what happened to he everything you said in the wall? He got locked up four times, though. So he said he was in four times. So, every, so either he likes something in jail or right. he still he didn't change it <laughs> yeah I ain't with that 800-585-1051 we're talking jail bays out there ladies has a guy in jail ever wrote you said they were gonna come out y'all were gonna get married and have kids and family and then when he got out he was outside has that ever happened to you and fellas have you did the writing let's do, let's discuss it's the breakfast club good morning it's topic time Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. If you're just joining us, we're talking about uh, Young Thug. And this comes from Young Thug and Mariah mm -hmm. the Scientist. Yes, so Mariah the Scientist, you know, she's riding with her man. And she said they talk all the time. And Young Thug told her when they get out, they are getting married. But the thing about that is, if you ever dealt with a man who is in jail, they will sell you dreams for instance, my brother was supposed to get married when he got out of jail, and that did not happen. He's outside, been outside, having Damn. a blast outside. Okay. So we're asking, has this ever happened to you? Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Keith from, sorry, Keith from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, has this happened to you? Somebody wrote you letters, said y'all were going to move in and get married, and then was out? Yes, I did. What happened? And we're still 13 years. What? She better expect that he's going to be dating other women. Oh, I knew my husband. I knew my husband since I was fourteen. So, and like, so that was eight years. And when he was in prison, we didn't actually date because I knew he had to support himself while he was in prison. That means he's gonna write as many women as he can to get some fun. Mm, so that so, makes sense. So it didn't bother you. You knew what it was. I knew what it was. And I, then so when when it got close, he kept in touch. When it got close to him to get to get out, he told me he always knew he wanted to, and so we we went to counseling, made a, a commitment, and made it work. Wow! So did you do it because you knew him before he went in, or that was part of it? I knew him from growing up. I knew him when he hit the street, um, and knew that's not the lifestyle that I wanted to see him in. That's not the lifestyle I wanted to be in. So I kept my distance, but he always. Kept the tab on me. Okay. Well, it worked out. That's right. right. Well, I mean, success story. Well, thank you, yeah, mama. Thirteen, no baby mama. Okay. <laughs> Harmony. Good morning, Harmony. Good morning. Now, now you you had a a, a, jail, a jail base sell you some dreams, mama. So jail base ain't sell me no dreams. Well, my first love actually put me up on game about it. Like he was like all mad in love. He used to go to jail like you know in his teenage years or whatever, and. He just used to tell me, like, when I get out, I'm going to just come to you. Like, don't put no money. Nah, nah, nah. He going to let them, them chicken heads do it. So I respected that a lot, a lot. But everybody knows that boys that be in jail more than five years be gay. These females do not. <laughs> if you're going for that, you're setting yourself up. That's why majority of them boys get out of jail and they're hopping from female to female because they're looking for something that's not, um... They're, they're battling those demons where, yeah, they was in there. And, Looking uh, for the 
Now, I'm, I'm not going to let you generalize all men doing over five years. I know it's some I brothers. I don't say all men, but if, if they did more than five years, I don't put it past them. I have an uncle that, that did 10 years, and that kept that wrong with me. Listen, they say it. If they did more than five years... Them boys is gonna fall. Just I'm like they don't believe women can go months without being being celibate. Oh, something not adding up, sir. So you mean you could be in jail and um you can go you can go without sex, but women can't go without sex for months? I mean, no, 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 no. I'm not letting you do that. To, I'm not gonna let you do that. To so you said every man in jail that got over five years no, got a boyfriend. I'm not that's letting you, you do that. That's exactly brother. what she said. They got a boyfriend. No. If a boy cannot be monogamous. He has a boyfriend. He does not like women for real. He is battling himself. So they like vagina. The name is, I have that to use, is not I have to use true. the right They one. like so. vagina. That's what they like. Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> she said that if a man can't yeah, be monogamous when they come home from prison, they don't really like women for real. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I believe that the man just like other women. He like a variety no, of women. So men be in survival tactics, actually. By, by being in jail, that's all they know. All they know is how to sell drinks because they're in a, they're in a cell. They're on the phone. That's all they got to do. Majority of those men does not come home and stand on business majority of the time. Like, Let me ask you a question. They be a whole bunch of stuff. And I get it. I get it. For, to be soft-hearted with a guy and, you know, you try to work with him, but no, 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 You got to face facts. We are. Uh-uh. Let me ask you a question. We all know black men don't cheat, right? Right. But yeah. for all the people out here, for all the brothers out here who that's ain't never been to jail, all black men don't cheat. Well, for all the brothers who ain't never been to jail, but they still not monogamous, what's the, what's the excuse for them, ma'am? Since you know everything. They battling demons too. Yeah. Bye, man. They stuck back with demons. Bye, man. How? Yeah, the demon of infidelity ain't got nothing to do with like another penis. I, I, I do want to know when, when men are in jail, right? And I see a lot of times men have fresh braids or, mm-hmm. or, or fresh dreads. Who does their hair? Another man. Go see. Nope. <laughs> you go? Another man is in there doing research. And I mean, so like, nope. you know, they will have like, you know, like, so like, you be doing some, the sometimes they're really cool with like the gay men in jail. So like, they kind of have like this respect level, yeah. you know, type thing. So, I mean, no woman back there doing it. By the way, I don't know why people act like that's weird. Like, that? like, 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 it's weird to have a guy braid your hair or twist your dreads. Who cuts your hair now? But you're not sitting between their legs. They probably think like you got to sit between this man's legs or something. I mean, we don't I don't know. know. That. I, I don't know. <laughs> they could make that up. There could be a barber chair, a chair that they do this. Exactly. Exactly. They sitting somewhere between my legs. That is crazy though. If you sitting between a man legs while you breaking it, I don't think that's happening in jail. I don't know. I don't know. We don't. Know. All right. I'm well, not trying what's to find the moral out. of the story? If there is a moral, the moral of the story. Um, hey, if you're dating somebody in jail, just make sure you get that coin. <laughs> get the coin first because you may or may not get married. But get your bread up. They <laughs> probably ain't got no money. <laughs> All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? We are talking about some rumors that I'm going to find out. But that's going to be coming up that soon. That means that she has not been pre- prepped yet. <laughs> Sam, come do your job. <laughs> Jesus. All right. It's the Breakfast Logan. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. 
Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are we on? Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Uh, Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy, our special guest co-host, Chris Kalen is here. What's up, y'all boys? And it's time for Rumor Report. It is. This is the Rumor Report. I am here. All the way from the 843. Straight from Charleston. You already know. We got Chris Kalen. Y'all boy already know. On The Breakfast Club. Of course, you have the internet. We have to debunk some rumors. Talk about it. All right, so we are talking about the debate that has been going on since last week, and that is Boosie versus Rod Wave. So, if you guys did not know, uh, Rod Wave released a song, and Boosie said that song's a lot like my song. So, we had the two different songs, so you can, guys can hear it. And this is the Rod Wave version. Very similar. Uh, very similar. So we know people have sampled music before, but here's where the issue comes in. Boosie got on live and he said Rod Wave did not clear the song with him. Rod Wave did not pay him for the song. No, I don't own the song fully. I own a percentage of it. I still have publishing in it and writer's credits. So I guess when he found out that, he don't, he don't want to give me nothing. We're going to court. Nobody contacted me. Nobody gave me my publishing. Nobody gave me my writer's credits. So how you cleared it when you ain't cleared with me? Now the CEO, they calling me. Oh, so we're going to put you in the publishing. We're going to put you in the writer's credits. Too late. He could have pulled up on me and got me out the business. Nah, it's just one song. I mean, it's probably four or five songs that I could f with up. Just because a nigga take a line or two, I ain't, I ain't really tripping on that, bro. When you take the whole, the whole everything, bro, I gotta get compensated. And so Rod Wave said he got it cleared. Boosie obviously said it wasn't true. But then Rod Wave posted a video saying, we can settle this out of court. Any anything I ever said in my song, I repeated in my song. Oh my mama, nigga, they got paid, nigga. As fat people, uh, Paramore, nigga. Drake gave me the okay, but I did a little for this song, nigga. Anybody, anything I ever did, I got the okay. So right now they're going back and forth. Boosie said Raw Wave didn't pay him. Raw Wave said he's trying to pay him, but. I don't know, but he definitely took the whole song. But I will say that is not the only song that Rod Wave has ripped. We have a Jay-Z song that may sound a little familiar. It was the cheese. Help them just get amnesia quick. I used to cut up their buddies. Now they saying they love me. Used to 
It was the cheese, help them streets get amnesia quick I used to cut up they buddies, now they saying they love me We have something from Ed Sheeran I found your hairband on my bedroom floor The only evidence that you've been there on my bedroom floor The only evidence that you've been here before And last one from Drake Shout out to all my Shout out to all my Nowadays when they text me And I know you can be inspired as an artist But Rod Wave, are you a cover artist? Or are you a real rapper? No. What's happening Rod, here? Rod Wave is definitely not a cover artist no. That's what rappers do Yeah, that's all, what rappers do All artists do that since the beginning of time Lil Hope Wayne does, does that, Jay-Z does, does, does that, Wayne Drake does, does that They quote other artists Like they might start mm -hmm. off uh, one of their raps with another artist's verse They pay homage to it What did Jay right. say? I'm not, a, I'm not a biter, I'm, I'm a, a writer. writer for myself and others uh, if I say a, a big, big verse, verse, I'm only bigging big up, up my brother. Bigging like, up my borough. Yeah. Even with Soldier Boy and Drake. Yes. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know why people... I, I saw people getting upset about Raw Wave with that. Nah, I'm like, but I, I definitely believe you. The business aspect, I mm -hmm. believe that has to be cleared up. So Boosie is definitely standing on business in his Black Willie D's about this. Yeah, I mean, if Rod... I don't think anybody clears it, though, when you, when you take somebody's verse. I thought it was always homage. I thought people right. know where it came from. I think when you take the melody... You the, the melody, gotta, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think Rod has to clear, clear that with who owns it. But he said he did, though. And Boosie said he didn't. But if Boosie is one of those people, you have to pay Boosie too. You can't just Correct. pay some of the people. You got to right. pay everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? If, if Boosie has to clear it, Boosie has to give an okay, you have to give an okay as well. If you've ever tried to clear a song, you know. If there's three or four people that have rights to that song, mm -hmm. you got to get clearance from every single one of them. Correct. Absolutely. Or if somebody owns the song, you just get it from that person that owns the song. Yeah, but y'all yeah, y'all coming at Raw Wave for quoting other people's lyrics. Everybody does that. Yeah. I, can't mm -hmm. think of no, I can't think of no rapper who doesn't. <laughs> Since the beginning of time Definitely paying homage Alright so Lotto She was in an interview With uh, Flo Millie Maya to Don Manello And Melo Buck And she was talking about Women rappers Like mm -hmm. Cardi B And Young Miami Who inspire her Because they have children And they're still able To do what they need to do Get like Inspired Dead ass Like By women like you yeah. Miami Stacey Red, Cardi, I always be like, every time I see her like off camera when I see you and I'm like, girl, you inspire me. Yeah. Like dead ass that make me be like, it's possible. Like everybody be talking about. Like, you know how they be like, oh, it's too early. Like, it's no yeah, such thing as too early. early. Yeah. When women get pregnant, they start trying to like dictate women's bodies and they reproductive system like what? I can't have a kid. Like I really wanted to have a child in my personal life. Like that had nothing to do with my career. I wanted that for myself. I respect it. I see it with Cardi. I see Cardi take her kids to school and, and make breakfast and lunch and dinner for her kids, but still be in the studio, still doing shows. I see it with Young Miami. I mm -hmm. see her taking her kids to fashion shows and to the game and still being on tour and still writing. So I respect it too. Yeah, you can still be a mom and still be a rapper. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that is uh, your rumor report. Where's OVO? OVO, Eli, where you at? Come here for a second. Oh, God. Nah, we, we got a package in the mail. What is it? Drake's birthday? Is it Drake's? What is it? I don't know. Well, it can't be Drake's birthday. That's like No, nah, it's not right? Drake's birthday. No, what? we got it. We got a package in the mail. Yo, don't rush in here like that. Don't run in here like that. Don't <laughs> run in here like that. Why are you sweating and breathing hard? <laughs> huh? Drake, Drake sent something. No yeah, pass that to OVO. Oh, That's a New York Yankees hat. The OVO hat. Why would he send you a New York Yankee hat? That's you know, the OVO it'd be hat. be the Toronto Blue Jays. The Yankee OVO hat. Put it on, put it on. He puts it on his head. Oh, oh watch out there now. Let me see. Why did the Yankees Boy, have Boy, it look good. Hat? It's the owl on it. That's OVO. The OVO owl. OVO Yankees hat. On the inside, it says same city, same friends. Yeah, it's the OVO okay. Yankee fitted. 
Right. Why do they OVO got a Yankee fitted? They sent it up here for they my. They should have a Toronto Blue guy. Jays fitted. Well, I got an OVO guy over here. OVO. They sent it specifically. What does it say on the back? Yankees. Oh. Enter here. You know what? Enter here. All right. What do you, what do you say to Drake? Say some OVO stuff. On the back. Uh, OVO wraps yeah. up for uh, if You already know. Thank you, oh Drake. OVO team. Thank you. Bye, man. Bye. It's the breakfast club. Let's get to the big side. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Chris Kalen, thank you for joining us the last couple of days. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I really enjoy being up here representing for Charleston and just being around y'all. Y'all are awesome. Oh, you thank already you. know. Give me your t- Instagrams and Twitters and all that stuff, Chris. Mm-hmm. Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. No, excuse me. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Chris Kalen, K-R-I-S-K-A-Y-L-I-N, the underscore Chris Kalen on Twitter. Make sure you are checking out my podcast, the What Would Say podcast that's available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and my Diva Talk talk show on YouTube. Let's get connected. All right. Absolutely. And listen, I want to salute uh, everybody who has an Audible account, man. You know, Kevin Hart and I have a company with Audible called SBH Productions, and we put out audio scripted originals. And we just released another one last week. You know, we was on vacation last week, but it's called Broke Down Profits by New York Times bestselling author S.A. Cosby. And it's about three people trying to make it on the streets of New York City. They run in petty scams to stay alive. And then, you know, a twist of events changes their lives forever. And they accidentally kill a man connected to the mob and find a small small fortune so uh, if you like audio scripted uh shows and you like thrillers then this is the one for you and um it stars uh dasha polanco salute to dasha polanco uh donnell rawlings is on it brian tyree henry y'all know brian tyree henry paper boy from atlanta and uh jonathan majors so oh, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So make sure y'all check that out on Audible right now. If you have an Audible account, uh, make sure you check that. Check out "Broke Down Profits," okay, by S. A. Cosby on Audible right now. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time to get up out of here. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? I do have a positive note, man, and it's simple. Uh, never say never. Always try to see if there is an opportunity to go around the problem if you can't go across it. All right? Have a blessed day. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. 
Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.